I wake up every morning at a bed that's too small, drive my daughter to a school that's too expensive, and then I go to work to a job for which I get paid too little. But on cookie day, I like cookie day. Uh, basically, they went out and bought a bunch of chocolate chip cookies from a bakery and just brought them in. And, and that's it. That's it. And then at my other job, they had a thing like you were talking about the other thing where it was like, bring in cookies and then as many cookies as you bring in, you can take. Ooh. Yeah. So you bring in like a variety or you bring in a dozen and you leave with a nice variety. It was cookie. Yeah. Day. It was cookie day. It's what's up. I like that. It'd be, it'd be something though if everybody just baked chocolate chip cookies. If it was like a chili cook-off, but it was chocolate chip cookies only. Yeah, people are bad at baking chocolate chip cookies, Tim. They really are. It's not hard, dude. It's not. It's, it's not even not. a little bit hard. It's not. You know, what pisses like me, you know what pisses me off? People can't follow the goddamn directions when it comes to baking. Oh, the one that's right there on the bag of Nestle Toast right chocolate chips? Right there on the bag, Tim. You follow the directions. Look, I know when you pull them out of the oven... They are going to be too soft. I get that. They're supposed to be. You're yeah. not supposed to eat them yet. You're supposed to let them cool. And then once you let them cool, they become gooey, gooey. They fall apart. They're perfect. They're not these hard, crispy things you people are making. It's not steaks. You don't need to tempt them. Stop oh. fucking overcooking your goddamn chocolate chip cookies, folks. There, there's a there's a time on the box. It says, do it for 10 minutes. Do it for 12 minutes. Whatever the case may be. Do it for that amount of time. And then and you don't, we knock live the in shit a, off. Phoenix is sort of at a higher elevation. It's like compared to like the Midwest or, or uh, most of your East Coast areas. Like our, you know, we're like 1,600 feet or something like that. Somewhere in that area. 1,000 feet. I don't know. But we have to bake things a little bit on the longer end of how long the normal baking time is. So if like the cookie says bake 10 to 12 minutes, we bake them for 12. Usually that's, that's my experience anyway, living here. And so if people in Phoenix are over baking their cookies, they're just going crazy on them. How long are you going to leave those in the oven? Not frightening, not longer than the instructions say, Tim. No. I know that. That's the key. That's the key to yeah. a good cookie. Following the goddamn directions. It's not that hard. It's the problem. Too many people are cooks. Not enough people are bakers. Baking involves you to trust the process. Ba- baking is is the Philadelphia 76ers of, of the food realm. You know? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's going to work out. But hopefully with time. If you trust the process, you'll develop into a pretty good Eastern Conference team. Once LeBron moves out, you'll have a good chance at, at making the finals. I mean, you're not going to beat Golden State, but... You Nobody's get... going to beat Golden State. Nobody. Nobody. <sighs> it's not, not in our lifetimes. Oh, God. Not in our lifetimes, Tim? Jesus. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not, no, not in our lifetimes. Oh, depressing. Yeah. There was well, a time when other teams could win championships and it's not the time has passed. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that's one thing that a lot of us must enjoy about the NFL as of late. You know, the NFL is wild. It's all over the place. You have no idea who's in, who's out, who's going to win, who's good, who's not, who's a flash in the pan. It's fun. NFL is probably it's most fun that it's ever been that I've been watching it as far as who's going to win some the championship thing. Who's going to do the damn thing? Who's, who's, who's going to win the big game? Who's going to win that big game? We got to tiptoe around that, that big game on Sunday. Everybody who talks about snacks, you can't say the name of the event. I'm going to say it, Tim. The big, the the Super Sunday, yeah, the big game, the the the, the, the championship of football, the championship of of the National Football Association League. Yes, yeah, the Pro Football Championship Sunday big Super Game, right? You know, I said I said too many words. That I, yeah, you really did. I can have I, to redact some of those. I I'm not editing it. Um, I'm not editing it. In trouble, gonna get me in trouble. Well, that's on you. That's on you. You got me in trouble with Mondelez, and you know now anything we say is flagged by them. That's true. But that doesn't mean that the show. Uh, doesn't go on the show must go on tim and we must welcome our viewers into the show and i know they're not viewers because this is a podcast and people can't see us tim i don't like to put labels on it (sighs) podcast i mean sure i felt that felt very self-referential like like I've pulled the curtain back too much. But nevertheless, our viewers will appreciate the fact that I gave them that small inside peek into our world before welcoming them into episode 56 of Derek and Tim Eat Snacks. Derek and Tim Eat Snacks on the internet. And we're still going Hawaiian. Yeah, we 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 have some we we have some more Hawaiianness and left in us. This is the fifth and final installment of Derek and Tim Eat Snacks goes Hawaiian. And shout out once again to professional surfer slash hunky guy Danny Schlag sitting in traffic in Honolulu, not the Big Island, but the Big Island in the sense of where everybody lives. Yeah. Um, Not Oahu, the most, like the stuff, but most of the stuff that people the do. stuff, yeah, the stuff yeah. that people do. What, what, what would you do in Hawaii? What do you do there besides eat and get drunk and hang out on the beach? What, what do people do on islands besides that? Because that's my only game plan when I island. You go in the water. I, mean, I do the snorkeling. Yeah, that's part of the beach part. Yeah, sure. Um, when I was when I was there on my honeymoon, I did not attempt surfing. I didn't. Uh, I, I wanted to like talk to some people about maybe some surf lessons and I I was having some like back pain and used that as an excuse to not do it. Plus surfing lessons is not really a couple's activity. You know, it's sure. a very surfing is something you do you do yourself and if you're doing it with an instructor then it's like you and the instructor and not not anybody else, you know. Let me tell you one of the worst mistakes I ever made on a trip that my wife and I had together. It was when I decided to leave her side and go do something on my own. Uh, Through my work, I got awarded a basically employee of the year type award, which with it came a trip to a conference. I work for a large corporation, and they took us on conference to uh, 
Grapevine, Texas. Yeah. The Wait, pe- what, what part of Texas is that? Uh, it's near Dallas. So it's, it's not his favorite part of Texas. It's really not a cool part to vacation at. Um, it's uh, not great, but it was at the Gaylord uh, Resort, which if people are familiar with it, it's this gigantic city-like all-inclusive resort. Uh, so that part was cool, but we were given opportunities to do activities and my wife chose to get a massage like any sane person would. It's a good choice. I chose to play 18 holes of golf on the Dallas Cowboys golf course. Hmm. Now I can't blame you for making this choice because right away I feel like I understand why you did it. Of course you do. It's it's the prestige of the thing. It's the fact that well, how often are you going to get to play 18 holes on the Dallas Cowboys golf course? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the carts themselves, the golf carts themselves, were personalized, retired numbers of players whose numbers had been retired. And they were like, it was like there was their private uh, golf cart. You know? Whose golf cart did you get? I don't remember now. That's a long time ago. I remember Emmett Smith. There wasn't anybody cool like that because I would have remembered them, right? Um, But regardless, it's not to say that I didn't have fun because I didn't have fun because it was (laughs) one of the hardest golf courses I've ever played in my entire life. Um, I didn't know it was so many holes could go uphill. Didn't know. I didn't even know those existed. We we don't have those here in Phoenix, Arizona. The 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 uphill um, golf hole. Yeah. No. Right. Um, it was very difficult, very uh, taxing, very. Uh, do we have do arduous. we have hills holes here? Do we have the type of hole where you like you tee off on top of a butte? Yeah. And then like the hole is like down below you. Yeah, yeah. I've been to a couple of golf courses here. Uh, that that's like that. Uh, but but I'd never seen anything like this. I faked an injury around the twelfth hole, just so I could go back to the clubhouse and leave for the day. Shoulder injury. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm I I have zero regrets about doing that. Uh the only regret I have is that I didn't fake it at the ninth hole. Yeah, but that's you still wouldn't have had time to go back and get a massage. You had a you know Right. Massage. No. No. Yeah. Well, no, you only get one activity too, so I, oh, there, I yeah, burned there, it. Yeah. yeah, I burned it. Dang. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, I, I still I understand why you did it. And you don't you don't get to get flown out to the conference as employee of the year by not having the kind of business savvy where you recognize the opportunity to get on the golf course with, you know, maybe some influential sports types. You know, maybe maybe just some big deal people in your own business. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Sometimes you gotta you gotta take those moves. You gotta you gotta make moves to live your best life. We talk about that all the time on this podcast. We're about a lot of things. Um, we're about respect for women, of course, first and foremost. Um, and then slightly after that, we're about um, Nazis going and fucking themselves. Um, but third, very close to those two things in our top three is living your best life. And the only yeah. way you can live your best life sometimes is by taking risks, putting yourself out there. I feel like a 
big influence in my life was an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where Charlie makes the decision for a period of time to say yes to everything he would have normally said no to. And I felt like I started doing that back around when this episode came out. And oddly enough, it's led to nothing but good things in my life. I mean, yeah, a couple of blowjobs in parking lots, but that's, you, you got to take the good with the bad. You know, you I can't... keep wondering why you say yes every time I ask you about that. That's It was weird because I was joking, but then it was like, well, <laughs> you know, it's just this corner. It's never it's a philosophy in life. And again, if it if it leads you astray uh, two times out of 10, but the other eight times it leads to wonderful experiences in life, then, you know, it's 80 percent is pretty good. It's pretty good. And and then twenty percent of the time you end up sucking a guy's dick in the parking lot. But come on, again, that's not really uh, the worst thing that 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 you could experience, right? So anyway, um, live your best life. That's the point of all of this. Live your best life. Apply yourself. Go out there. Try things. Say yes to things. Do new things, try new experiences, and realize sometimes how important it is for you to go out there and do that thing that you might feel uncomfortable doing, even if it's by yourself. You know, sometimes uh, you got to go snack alone. I would have never met Tim if I didn't sign up for the Institute. You know, we didn't make that decision together. No. Uh, this, This partnership, this brotherhood, uh, this friendship for life, uh, it wouldn't have happened had had I not taken a bold step in life and said, you know what, I want to make snacking my life. I want to devote my career, my uh, what I'm about as a human being to, to picking, eating, and rating snacks. And there were so many people who came into the Institute and they were like, yeah, look at us, we're we're." best friends. You know, we've always been school chums and here we are at the Institute. We're going to go through this whole thing together and then we're going to start our own blog and all. And it's like, how many of those people made it? How many of those people stayed friends? How many of those people committed mutual suicide? Yeah, there were, there, well, there was the one that was very sad. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, that's, that's the one I'm thinking of. But I mean, it has such an yeah. impact on your life. It's hard not to think about it when you talk about this stuff. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's... Oof. You make a suicide pact, and you, yeah, you gotta stick with it. Yeah, you know it's one of those things. You you don't really need to honor the suicide pacts you make in high school. I mean, I think like that's it's it's a little early to be making one of those. Yeah, at the very least, wait until you find that special someone to make a suicide pact with. You know, yeah, play the field a little bit. Right. Right. Um, but the institute, you know, it it formed bonds, it formed friendships. They 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 partnered up up together several times before Tim and I wanted to admit that we were friends and that we liked each other. But we knew, I knew, I saw that glimmer in Tim's eye. He wanted to ask me, but he was scared. I was scared until that one that one fateful night in the institute parking lot. It, was, <laughs> it took a lot of took a lot of courage. It was a good night. It was a, yeah. a life changing night. You know, it what was. can you say? Uh, anyway, that's what happens when you decide just to say yes to everything, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, you find yourself blowing your new best friend in the parking lot. Anyway, uh, so we have the very last snack from Danny Schlag. I'm sad. I'm sad, Tim. Um, I'm sad it's over. And I, I'm sad I don't know what we're going to do next. What, 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 do, what do we do? We go, back, we go back to going to Walmart and calling each other? Is that what we have to do next? I had this idea that maybe we should, like, go get beers and then stumble around a grocery store, like, once a month. Hmm. That's, like, that's, oh, we're going to eat this. That seems like the best way to handle it. Um, do you have any grocery stores in your areas where you can drink in the grocery store? Not very close to me. I've I've been to one of those, but I haven't taken full advantage of the drinking and grocerying. Yeah. But you can grill a steak at it, too, Tim. I don't even yeah, understand. Was, How do I not just live at this grocery store? I, I think that hasn't made it to my area because in my, my area is very weird because we have like kind of nice stores, but then also there's people in the parking lots who are stealing shopping carts and, and mm-hmm. asking you for money. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's like we have a very nice target, but the target has very crappy carts. Mm-hmm. Yes. These are places where the people literally would live in the grocery store. Is what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to kick them out. Yeah. Same neighborhood where if you and I were murdered and eating chicken nuggets, nobody would have asked any questions. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, alas, we still have this thing to do before we get drunk and walk around a supermarket trying to find new snacks. Um, Danny Schlag, once again, has provided us a wonderful sack of snacks. Uh, he, he, he came at it in a very touristy way. He, he's no native to the Hawaiian islands. He has no, he has no business making these kind of judgment calls yet. He did. And, uh, much to my chagrin, I'm pretty sure 80% of the things that we've rated from Hawaii can be found on targets website. But alas, here we are at our final snack. Sometimes that's how you got to dive in, though. You know, so you got to you got to you got to eat the snacks on the surface level in order to get to like the next level. Well, yeah. And nothing pisses me off more than if we would have eaten one of these things. And a couple of them I did fall in love with. And uh, if I would have fallen in love with them and then never be able to get them, you know, then I'd have to be spending extra money on shipments from Hawaii. That's not that's not something I want to make commitments to, Tim. No, that's not a sustainable strategy. It's not a sustainable strategy of snacking at all. But Danny gave us one last thing to end our wonderful Hawaiian journey. Uh, and it is once again from our friends at Island Princess. Oh, I like those guys. Oh, they're good people. Now, one of the things I've realized about the Hawaiian people is much like the Puerto Rican people like to fry everything. Uh, the Hawaiian people like to dip nuts in chocolate. There's no euphemisms there. I just mean that. I mean, they like to really just dip their nuts in chocolate, Tim. I don't even know what this snack is, dude. I'm just looking at these things. I have, I like, I, I didn't even know they were chocolate. Oh, well, good. So, like, when, when you say the snack, like, that's going to be the first time that I even know what this snack that's, is because... 
That's the first time you're going to even know. It's yeah. Island Princess Mini Melees. Island Princess Mini Melees. Island Princess Mini Melees. Mini Melee. And, and uh, I, I still don't know what that is. It's what? a toffee-coated macadamia nut covered in luscious milk chocolate, Tim. All right. Because I, I couldn't tell if it was like a piece of dried fruit, like dusted with sugar. Could be it has anything. Kind of, a, kind of a dusty exterior. Yeah, could be anything. Who knows what it is? It, I, I gave you a Ziploc bag full of small, round, dusty things. Yeah. And I can... And now I've opened the bag and I can smell that they're chocolate. What if I told you these were dog testicles? That They could have passed for that. Did you know that in uh, in Hawaii, if, if you want to bring a dog there, like if you're moving there and you have a dog, they have to put that dog in quarantine for like six months Oof. because there's there's no rabies on the island? That's nuts. I, I, yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is that Hawaii, I don't think, would be exporting dog testicles for that reason. Mm, yeah, that would be – that would seem wasteful and it would seem like they would be more of a like a very expensive um, – Exquisite treat. Yeah. Yeah. Very rich would be eating the dog testicles. Right. But if you told me that was what they were, Derek, we have a system. We pick a snack, eat a snack, rate a snack. Mm -hmm. We picked a snack. We picked it. We're already we're already in the purr. We're not stopping now. No, yeah, no. Once we've picked it, we've eaten it, we've got to rate it. And once we picked it, we got to eat it. And then once yeah. we eat it, we got to rate it. That's the way the purr system works. It's a it's very simple system, yet some... People had the hardest time understanding this at the Institute. You would think that they would be giving out degrees left and right, yet our graduating class was very small. And Tim and I, we do our best to kind of uphold the simplicity of, of the law. You know, there's a lot of intricacies to it, but really what it comes down to it is you pick a snack, you eat that snack, and then you rate that snack. And Danny did the picking for us. So this entire series of Hawaiian snacks have been peed on. Um, at this point, we're just ready to eat them and arm them, you know? And I'm, I, I know it's early. I know we haven't done a lot of banter, um, but I'm, I'm very ready. I'm very ready. It's the holiday season, Tim. Christmas is coming up. You're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. We say this all the time around the holidays. We're parents. We have small children. We have a lot of responsibilities uh, around this time of year, and I mean, I gotta get going. So I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready to you, eat eat this. What, do you do the Christmas? Do you do Christmas cards? Oh God, no! I don't. Oh, yeah. I can't do any more. I can't it do is. any more. We got the elf. Oh, you do the elf on that? I, I, oh man, God! I, yeah. Fuck that fucking thing! Damn. I don't want to. I uh, yeah. I'm, fuck. <laughs> you, you you deserve to feel the way you feel because that's. That's a that's a creepy and bad tradition. It's a life commitment. Let me tell you the two yeah. things that I'm grateful for when they're over for during this time of year: fantasy football and the elf. They're both oh, the same yeah. kind of commitment. Just the same kind of disappointing, uh, lifelong. I'm cuffed to this thing. Commitment. Fantasy football this year too. I got. I started in the in the one league that I'm in. I did okay, and I started getting the dollar signs in my eyes, mm -hmm. thinking like, oh, you know, this might be my year. 
Yeah. Uh, of course, of course it wasn't. Of course it wasn't. Of course it wasn't. We had the, the, uh, we had this course, entire league. Of course you scored whole... the least amount of points that you scored all season long in the most important game of the year. Right. Not that I was paying attention. Right. I'm grateful for your and, and Meanwhile, Jared's kicker goes for like 30 points. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's the whole league is set up just just for him. The to whole league is just bullshit. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a ridiculous point scheme that makes zero sense at all. I'll never play in a league again without having the the entire point scheme sent to me so I can examine it and decide if I want to get dealt in a league where my kicker was my second highest scoring player on my team this year. Shouldn't happen. No. I blame Jared. Well, let's let's eat the snack because I already right. ate Jared now and he got me in trouble. Malakilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Malakilikimaka is a wise way To say Merry Christmas to you Malakilikimaka is a thing to say On a bright Hawaiian Christmas it's day It's ad- advertised Yeah, it's um, chocolatey. You've got the kind of sticky toffee crunch as well as the kind of softer, more yielding crunch of the macadamia. Why am I not excited about this? I'm not. I have I have this problem where I've been sick for a week. Right. It's not going to stop me from eating snacks. It might stop me from eating a meal here and there. It's all right. You weren't trained in, in rating meals. No. You were just trained in identifying meal theory as a whole and what meal theory is in comparison to the snack uh, identified realm and rating system. On top of that, though, like my house is just filling up with snacks like this. We got an assortment from Harry and David of various chocolate-covered things. It was a, a, a very nice gift from a beloved aunt. It's so weird that we made Christmas a candy holiday. We got a candy holiday. We have Chris- a few. Christmas is already the king of holidays. We all know that. There's no disputing it. There's people that me that are like, oh, I love Halloween. Bullshit. You're a liar. Christmas is the shit. You know it. I know it. We all know it. The only people that say Christmas is bad is people that get bad gifts. And I'm sorry to them. I'm sorry you don't have somebody in your life that loves you more, that buys you good gifts. But Christmas is king. There's no reason for Christmas to be coming in here and stealing any of Halloween's shine. They know we still have Halloween candy. They know it. We still have buckets of Halloween candy. I don't think anybody should still have Halloween candy at this point. Oh, you would think that. You would think that. We tried our best tonight to use most of it on gingerbread houses. That shit didn't work. 
It's almost like it, it doubled. I understand how there was more Halloween candy afterwards than there was when we started. I think it's sentient now. I think it's actually taken on a life of its own and it's just mutating and, you know, growing as we speak. But Halloween doesn't, we don't need more candy now. We don't need Santa shaped crunch bars. The candy, the candy that we have is ridiculous too. Not so in addition to the Harry and David assortment, um, we have a, we have an advent calendar, which, um, which is this very nice, like handmade thing that, um, that my wife's former secretary made for it hangs on the wall. It's beautiful. And, um, every day of the month is a little pocket or, you know, every, every day, uh, first through 24th leading up to Christmas is a little pocket. And in each pocket every year, I put four like little miniature candy bars, um, for each, for each person in the family to have a little treat every day leading up to Christmas. So already we have this. We also celebrate St. Nicholas Day, where on December 6th, St. Nicholas comes and like fills up your stocking with candy and a couple of small toys. And um, Wait. Wait. Yeah. What? I, I can't explain why, why that is a necessary thing. What? But it's just... You're giving did... me shit about the elf and you do St. Nicholas Day, Tim? It's one day, Derek. That's absurd, It's, it's not, it's not every day. That's so you do two Christmases in a month. It's 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 not. I mean, yeah, it's 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 like a little mini Christmas earlier in the month. Um, it was a good excuse to for for some like Nintendo gift cards to show up for the eShop so that we could get Super Smash Brothers Brawl when it came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The truth comes out. I don't know what I'm complaining about. We do Three Kings Day. So it's a tradition. Yeah, so that's like an after Christmas thing, which is like the same idea. Yep. It's a, just another Christmas. As if the one Christmas wasn't enough. My kid put on her list to Santa that she specifically wanted an Apple product. We've gone through this on the show before, Tim, but Jesus Christ. I know. And I and I I made fun of her online because she wrote tablet slash apple and not just You're iPhone. a monster. Am I? I think I think you're the monster. I think if she doesn't know that it's called an iPad at this point, it's it's because she's she's grown up using terrible tablets. Oh god damn it, Tim. You know exactly what kind of tablet she's grown up using. You know exactly what kind of terrible tablet she has grown up using. I know. Yeah, and those, man, those Kindle tablets are like, you can't complain about them for how how good of a value they are. But also, they're not good. No. And so, yeah, my kids have also asked for iPads this year. And I have this, like, this hope in my heart that they're going to use them for, like, creative projects that they're going to draw mm-hmm. and that they're going to code or, or, or whatever. And and. I mean, they're going to just, like, play Roblox and watch YouTube Kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all they do. Yeah. It's all they do. I know I was thinking about getting the pen, the Apple pen, and then I realized I don't even know if she's going to do anything besides watch Netflix with this goddamn thing. Yeah. I would wait on that. I'd get, I'd get maybe like a dumb stylus first. Play around with that. 
Did the macadamia nut go down the wrong pipe? It did. I got like little little like macadamia nut crumbs just kind of floating around now. Yeah. That's why you didn't like the caramac. I did like the caramac, just not as much as the aloha mac. Crazy talk. Anyway, this is a lot like the Aloha Mac. It's definitely in the same ballpark. Yeah. It's got the solid macadamia nut. It's got the solid chocolate. Toffee is a nice addition. Just not exciting. Not sexy. Yeah. It's like someone from Lyft picks you up in a Toyota Camry. With lots of leg room. And you're like, well, Okay. Dude, the stuff I get excited about in lifts. I mean, that bullshit. Jared and I got picked up in a lift after Schlag's wedding, and the lift driver had a had He-Man riding Battle Cat, like the original action figures, mounted to his center console, and in each hand, He-Man was holding a phone charger. <laughs> and it was like the greatest thing either of us had ever seen. That's amazing. But typically in a lift, I get excited. He was really if, playing to his audience in that oh, piece. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how he could have known that that like we would be riding in his lift, but yeah, nerds, nerds. Um, typically, I'll get into a lift, and a lot of these like newer Hyundai's have a front seat that is manually height adjustable. So um, it, it has like a little lever on the side where you can crank the seat down to make it lower, and it makes me so happy every time. Like I can get just a couple of inches more headroom. And it makes all the difference in the world in a front seat. When you get in a lift by yourself, do you ride front seat, back seat? Uh, front seat, typically. Well, I'm just I'm I'm too big for a back seat of most of these ah. of these sedans. Like getting in a back seat would just be ridiculous. I just like to sit in the back seat and feel like an important person. Oh, it feels it feels good, Tim. It feels powerful. It feels it 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 feels like. When I stand at my security door and there's a person knocking on the other side and they can't see in because it's only like really a one-way kind of see-out security door, I just feel powerful that they can't see me, but I can see them. It's weird. It's these small fleeting sense of power that I really need to grab onto and hold onto because I'm married with a daughter, so I have no power in real life. There's no actual power that I hold over another human being at all in any way, shape, or form. So when I have these moments, I, I have to jump on them. I really do. And I, I'm okay with it if it makes me a bad person. I really am. I've come to terms with it. If, if, if that's what it makes me, then so be it. But it makes me a happy person, Tim, and it makes me feel powerful. I get it. I get it, though. I don't like I don't like feeling exposed. I don't have a security door. I don't have that feature. I don't have a video doorbell. And so when someone's at my front door, I have to like open the shutters next to the door. And it's a it's a lot of motion, so that person will automatically see it. Then I have to kind of peek over there and see who it is. And that makes me feel very exposed. Mm-hmm. Even when it's just like the neighborhood kids who are trying to come over and play. Or the very friendly Jehovah's Witnesses who came by the other day. I had to make a sign to put on my door the other day that said my daughter was sick and can't come out to play. 
because that's how annoying the goddamn neighborhood kids were about coming over. They wouldn't stop, huh? Nope. They weren't. They would. They wouldn't like spread the word that she was sick and wasn't coming out. It had to be like I had to tell each kid, like all eight of them that live in my neighborhood individually, that she couldn't come out to play. Jeez, it's a frustrating experience. After Christmas, you're gonna have to like put up a sign like uh, Lily is having an Apple Tablet Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She she won't be available this afternoon. Yeah, that's totally gonna happen. Um, Dad's playing Spider-Man. Don't ring the goddamn doorbell. That's what it's going to say. Oh, spider You have not finished Spider-Man yet? No, I take my time with these things, Tim. I take my time. I do it right. I enjoy it. Uh, like a good meal. You know? I've spent, I've spent so much time lamenting Spider-Man. Forgetting, forgetting to lament my lack of God of War, skipping over to Spider-Man as, a, as an Xbox One owner who just really doesn't have anything to play. On the Xbox One, yeah, PlayStation really killed it with the uh, with the original titles this year. Where were yeah, the, the, exclusives. the exclusives? We got we got Sea of Thieves, I guess. If I wanted to, if I wanted to go play Pirates with some strangers, I could go do that. I suppose. I mean, that's the one thing about Spider Man. I think that I really still enjoy the most is I'm 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 just not a big online playing video games with people person. And it's amazing that companies think that people want to play online so bad that they've devoted, like, so much of the video game market to it when, you know, games like Red Dead Redemption and Spider-Man are doing so well. And it's because people don't want that. People miss having a good old-fashioned one-player experience, a good story and a good linear kind of situation where you can, like, still branch out and do stuff on your own, you know. Like, Spider-Man, you'll get annoyed by the phone calls if you're ignoring people coming to tell you to see them or whatever, but you could still go do your own thing for hours on end, and no one's really going to stop you from doing it. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, you can literally just, you could go be a fisherman, and, and, and that's your life now, and you never even have to play the missions in the game. It's crazy. See, that's what I want, man, and I feel more and more like I'm in the minority there. That what people want is they want to play Fortnite. They want to they want to fight a hundred people, and they want to hone their skills. They want to get good enough to beat a hundred people and get that grand victory and and learn the dance moves and um, get better gear and and have that be your life now. You know what you know, I don't that's, like. That's, that's that's the story. And and I, I I get I'm a two, and I think a lot of people by nature are very competitive people. Um, it's why I hate the fact that you have to fucking hit me up with the half a point rating adjustment on most of our stuff. I'm very competitive about this stuff, Tim. It's it's not an adjustment. It's it's an original rating. It It is not an original rating. It's It's riding on the coattails of my my rating, and it's making a small adjustment so that way it doesn't look so transparent that you're riding on the coattails of my rating, Tim. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to get mad right now talking about it. I'm just, I'm, I feel my blood boiling. I'm in the red right now. Um, but anyway, the thing about competitiveness is it's different from like a challenge. A one player game offers a challenge. Whereas if I'm playing against other human beings, it's competition and it just, it's a different experience. It's not to me personally, I've, I've enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed 
my time as a Call of Duty addict playing video games online against other people. The wins, the losses, that adrenaline rush you get, all of that. It's fun. It's unique. And I get why people like it. I totally get why they get addicted to it. But I like to play video games to relax. And that's one of the things that I think is misunderestimated about a lot of people's experience. Even if I'm playing an exciting video game, I still like to play it to relax. And even if I'm doing a Spider-Man mission that's fucking incredibly um, difficult and has lots of moving parts and, you know, if you die, you got to go all the way back to the beginning of the thing with the, with the boss level that you're trying to kill all the guys and blah, 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 right? Like, there's a lot to it, yet there's still something much more relaxing to that than me playing against 15-year-old kids that are calling me the N-word every five seconds and, uh, you know, dealing with that level of competition and adrenaline rush that I don't need to be getting into at 10.30 at night on a weekday. Yeah, you, you want to be transported to another another world, another story. Yes. You don't want to be transported to, like, the the multiplayer lobby that is basically just oh god like a, yes. a worse version of twitter yes you're, you're absolutely right about that and and speaking of transporting to another world there's one thing i want to say while we're on the topics of video games and that is i hate what they do to people's expectations with video games i saw a commercial for borderlands that's coming to the playstation vr and they make it look like when you put on the headset you're instantly transported into the world and you're like looking at your arms and your arms are the character's arms and then you're running up to stuff and fighting it and it makes it look all awesome and it makes it look like it's completely immersive and it's not and i think the problem with that is that if someone's looking at that commercial and wants to buy a PlayStation VR for that purpose, they're going to be disappointed. You know, you're not going to live up to that level of expectation. There's some games that do kind of immerse you in the world, but they're definitely not the games that involve you fighting a giant monster in first-player mode and running around the level and shooting shit, unfortunately. They just haven't gotten to that point yet, you know? But I feel like part of the problem with a lot of that stuff is setting expectations entirely too high. You know, and well, when, the, when the you PlayStation make... VR is very much of a rough draft, right? Like they're operating on kind of the the lower end of what VR even can do sure. right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, because it's still just a prohibitively expensive technology for the home. Right, and that's the problem is, is that it's it the PlayStation's made it cheap, it's made it easily accessible, and it's made the games inexpensive, and it's made fun games that they don't put a lot into that don't really require you to, you know. To, for it to be an expensive game, you know, but yet I found some absolute hidden gems that I love more than a lot of PlayStation games. So, I mean, it's not to say that the PlayStation VR isn't completely a useful, fun video gaming thing. Um, it's just for me, it's not the usual suspects. And it's I, I think we've talked about this in the past, but it's not it's not the first player games and stuff like that. It's games like Moss and Astrobot and. Uh, the new Tetris game and things like that that really just change and utilize like VR in a different way, um, but still deliver kind of a similar experience to what you're used to in video games. Um, what was the what was the the accounting game we watched you play? The Rick and Morty one. Oh, that's Accounting Plus. That yeah. game's absolute nonsense, and it'll destroy your worldview and make you think differently about yourself and other people. That was that was hilarious um, when we were at your place. I think we watched Slag play it all the way through. Yes. And, and yeah, that was, that was just, uh, um, wound up being sort of a great party game, 
but also seemed like the sort of thing where it's just kind of uh, like one sort of long comedy thought exercise. Yeah. See, like I, I, I think that I don't know. It's it reminds me of other things that have come out that were like paraphernalia for video games that you know should have worked one way, but. Th- didn't yet then other people found a creative use for it like i feel that's what's happening with the psvr now that it's been out for as long as it has and people are finding like really unique different ways like uh there's a game called keep talking and nobody explodes and it's basically like a game where the person that's wearing the vr is a bomb detonation technician or somebody that's like uh you know trying to trying to uh deactivate a bomb and the people who are out of the PSVR and are seeing the, like, television screen are reading them very complicated stereo-like instructions on how to defuse the bomb. It's a blast. It's a blast to play when you have, like, three or four people in the room all shouting instructions at you and you're trying to do it and you're the person defusing the bomb. It's a great party game. And it's like, I don't know, it's just a unique way of using the VR once again. So, um, I don't know. Uh, if you if 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 you're getting a VR for Christmas, it's amazing, and just change your expectations about it. Don't think you're gonna go play one of those first play first person shooter games and do anything but give yourself motion sickness. Well, the only way that we get to these better, more immersive VR experiences is if we have some adoption now. You know, like the technology has to like has to be able to grow to the point where it pushes past where it is. So that it can become less expensive to have better home experiences. Yeah. So and, and, and it really yeah. comes down to them not giving up on it. You know. Right. It's like a lot of things. You just can't give up on fun things like that. And that's why I'm glad. I'm glad that there were people that found a different use for it, found ways to use it more creatively than just, you know, trying to make a bunch of uh Call of Duty type games where you're standing still and not moving, you know, because that would have been very limited and very boring. Uh, I, I personally think VR has a, has a lot of potential. Um, but I also still like 3d, you know, I'm still big on my 3d TV and buying 3d Blu-rays. I just got some for Christmas. I had to order them once again from the UK in order to even get them. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a, that's a sad, a sad state. Right. The home, the home 3d market really no longer exists in America. Yeah. Just literally doesn't exist. I mean, I, I don't know what the last uh, Avengers movie it was that I bought, but probably about four or five back was when they stopped making that, you know, Ragnarok, I think. Right around then was they stopped making a 3D copy that you could buy. Uh, and even then, what was really weird, for a period of time, they were making a, a limited edition 3D version that you could get here in the States, and it would sell out immediately. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's selling like a, out immediately. Why the hell aren't you still making them? Like, what is going on? Whatever happened to supply and demand? I don't know. I think I, I would know. think that if they're selling out within five days of the release date, that you would continue to produce them. But that's just me. Yeah, every every TV from a certain rate, from a certain time period was like 3D ready. But as more and more people get the 4K TVs, they've dropped 3D because they didn't think anybody was using it. It's me. I'm the last guy left. It's you. And what's weird is I bought a I bought a 4K Blu-ray player and it still supports 3D, but the TV doesn't. Ugh. Son of a bitch. Yeah. 
Well, Tim, I'm ready to rate these Hawaiian snacks. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got I got one more to eat, and I'm going to eat it. I'm saving one more. I like them. See if I can do anything for my rating here. I like the chocolate. The chocolate's the good chocolate, the real stuff. You know, not the damn Mondelez chocolate. But unfortunately, the the macadamia nut inside of these things, I should mention, on a lot of them, it seems almost burnt. Just like roasted to a crisp. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. You're getting an almost charred macadamia nut. Yeah. Not always, but a lot of the time. I don't like that. No. It's a, it's a delicate nut. This is like a girl who liked you in junior high and your friends tell you they she likes you and your response is like she's all right like you don't know what's wrong and it's not like i have better ospe- uh, options or prospects going on as far as macadamia nut candy coated in chocolate right now yet for some reason i just know that she's not the one she's not the one for me tim and i'm going to give him a 5 Derek, I'm going to give him a six. I don't know why. Can't put your finger on it, can you? No. It f- feels like they should be higher. Sometimes sometimes that number just floats, but yeah. Yeah, it really does. I don't know. Have we have we have we been in Hawaii too long? Has the has the the, the thrill of paradise just worn off and now I'm we're just sitting in traffic? Sunburned Tim. On the Kamehameha Highway. Oh, I'm so I don't want. I can't fucking drink one more pina colada. If I drink one more pina colada, I'm going to scream. What? No, it's a Mai Tai. We're drinking Mai Tais. Well, Mai Tais too. I don't want any more yeah. Mai Tais either. No more drinks with umbrellas in them. I miss milk. Milk is so expensive out here. <laughs> they have all this great nuts dipped in chocolate. Milk's $10 a gallon. That's not milk. fair. You're tired of seared, seared ahi. You just want some beef. Yeah. Can I get a real burger? A real burger that doesn't taste weird? Yeah. For Pete's sake. You went to like three luau's and the second two were the same as the first one? No more pork. No more pork. In bags, no more spam. I'm done. I'm done, Tim. I'm ready to go I don't get tired of spam. Spam's good stuff. I know you don't. You could live here forever. I could. I'm going to leave you here, and I'm going to go back to the mainland. I could. I don't. You know what? I think Thora took my ukulele away, so now I, I can't even play us out. <laughs> oh. That's fitting. It's fitting. Yeah. I'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, man. See you next week. Oh, and um, fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis. <laughs>